This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome to the Blood Red channel as we look back on Liverpool's second pre-season run out as Jurgen Klopp's side battled back to secure a 2-2 draw with Red Bull Salzburg. I'm Guy Clark alongside me, Matt Addison, as we look back on the action in Austria. Rian Brewster with a uh, brace for Jurgen Klopp's side after they fell 2-0 down in the game. Matt, I think it's fair to say that this one was a game of two halves. Yeah, it certainly was. I think uh, a lot of Liverpool fans would have been frustrated, particularly with that first 20 minutes of the first half, really, really sluggish and slow. But Liverpool did warm into it a little bit towards the, the back end of that first half. But certainly, once Ryan Brewster came on, they seemed a lot more energised. And yeah, I think Salzburg can count themselves a little bit unlucky there that they haven't won that match. But the main thing, I think, for, for both teams was more the, the performance and what it will do for, for fitness and that sort of thing, getting them back into the swing of things for, for next season more than the actual result itself for, for either manager, to be honest. Yeah, we'll talk the collective. We'll talk about individuals who started the game, but we probably are best to start with Rian Brewster. A lot of excitement and attention on him after that loan spell at the back end of last season at Swansea City both pre- and post-lockdown. He was looking sharp for them. And now three goals in just two season, two pre-season runouts. He's looking like a man who's got plenty to uh, play for and looks as though he's really wanting to prove himself. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a fantastic couple of days for, for Ian Brewster. We know how talented he is and he is an absolutely natural finisher. He's very much a, a number nine. It's you know not like a, a Mane or a Salah where he can play out wide. He's very much someone who will play through to the middle. And if you give him chances, as Salzburg did today, he's undoubtedly going to put the ball in the back of the net. I think it was 11 in 23 that he got in the end, you know, in that second half of the, the season on loan in the championship. We've discussed his progress time and time again over the last few weeks because he is a player that Liverpool fans quite rightly are, are very excited about. And, you know, I said it yesterday on the Blood Red podcast, I'd be surprised if Liverpool let him go out on, on loan next season because I think, you know, there's with so much fixture congestion and that sort of thing, there's going to be plenty of opportunities. And, you know, today is another match where against a really good opponent as well, you know, it's a Champions League outfit. It's a, a team that Liverpool played a couple of times last season. And, you know, they were very, very impressive against Liverpool in that tournament, Salzburg, last year. You know, Ryan Brewster has really, really impressed today. Two fantastic finishes. He's got to be in the right place at the right time. But, you know, you've got to be cool you've got to be calm and, and that is everything that Ryan Brewster is about you know he's somebody who if you do give him chances as I say he will put the ball in the back of the net and you know for, for any team not just for Liverpool that's absolutely invaluable yeah and he's the the kind of guy as well that he really does have that penalty box presence he's a different striker to Roberto Firmino but we saw it with the two goals today the first one after some work by James Milner down the inside left channel cut back and it was a nice tidy finish from him the second one was tidy too but a very different finish yeah absolutely two brilliant brilliant finishes and that is what his game is all about it's about getting into the box getting into the right place at the right time timing that run getting himself into the position and yeah the the first goal was excellent work by James Milner but you know another player may not have finished it we may not be talking about that moment you know as, as much as it was good work from Milner it had to be that final finish that's the the touch from the player which is under the most pressure inside the penalty area you don't get loads of time you're being closed down you've got one opportunity to get it right and 
know, the, the sort of temperament that he showed in that instance to, to put the ball in the back of the net. Because, you know, let's not forget, there's a lot of pressure on Ryan Brewster's shoulders to show that he is good enough to be in this Liverpool team. You know, we, we mentioned the fact that he's gone out on, on loan to Swansea. He's done it at Swansea. Doing it at Liverpool is an altogether different prospect. And I think, you know, we've seen certainly in the last couple of games that he is very much up there as one of the, the players who could make an impact going into next season. As I say, I'd be... I'd be almost disappointed if he wasn't given the chance to, to stick around next season and prove himself at Liverpool because, you know, two goals, uh, three goals rather in two games in, in pre-season. I know it's only pre-season. It, it's not absolutely top-class opposition. The stakes are not that high at this moment in time. But, you know, Ryan Brewster has, has shown really that I'm sure we're going to come on to, to one or two of the other performances um, at the opposite end of the, the spectrum for Liverpool today. But, you know, Ryan Brewster is a huge positive today. Yeah, well, let's get on to some of the others then. And the first half, of course, Liverpool went in 2-0 down into to the uh, half-time break. And it, it very much was a senior setup. Obviously, no Trent Alexander-Arnold or Jordan Henderson for Liverpool today. But a midfield three consisting of uh, Cater, Wijnaldum and uh, Fabinho and Nico Williams was playing at right back. It was near on as, as full strength as Liverpool could wish to be. And I'm, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp won't be all too impressed with what he saw, albeit the caveat that it is still pre-season. No, it, it wasn't the, the most impressive of performances, particularly Fabinho. I thought Naby Keita did OK. Wijnaldum again did OK at times, but you know even they were not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, I would imagine Arsenal, potentially someone like Curtis Jones could come into that, but I think the 11 that started the game today would have been the team that he has in mind. I'm sure that won't have changed if, if that is the case. He's not going to you know, take a, a knee-jerk reaction to this performance today by any stretch, but you know, Fabinho, I suppose, was the most disappointing one because we know how good he can be and, and how effective he has been for Liverpool, but yeah, today, for, for whatever reason, he was just nowhere near the level that he needed to be, really, and yeah, he's almost seemed to, to get overrun a little bit at times, took a, a few too many touches and looked a, a little bit slow across the ground as well. He's a player that does tend to, to get about the pitch quite well normally. You know, he's one of those players that he's sort of stretches and he's got those long legs that can you know pick out the ball from in between different players' legs and that sort of thing. But yeah, it, it just didn't quite come off for him today. But I wouldn't be too concerned. I wouldn't be too worried. You wouldn't be surprised if he started again at, at the weekend, as I say, and Who's to say that at Wembley on, on Saturday against Arsenal, he doesn't put in a completely different performance. So, yeah, I'm sure there will be a little bit of concern that the likes of, of people on Twitter and things like that, I'm sure will um, sort of go over the, the over the top a little bit with the, the criticism for that performance today. Because, you know, it, to be fair, it, it wasn't the best that we've ever seen from him. But, but long term, we know how good he can be. And he is one of the best in that position in the world. So I'm sure he'll bounce back. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another player who didn't get rave reviews for his showing this afternoon was Joe Gomez. And I suppose it was Fabinho and Gomez, the two players that you would probably highlight at being at fault for the goals conceded. But I suppose if, if Liverpool are to play the dominant style they do, you'd rather see them make errors in pre-season than you would in the Community Shield or even once the Premier League action gets underway in, uh, in just over two weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, we saw similar last season in pre-season where, you know, players were a little bit sluggish. And I think that's what it was today, particularly with Gomez and, and Fabinho. It was just taking that split second too long to decide what to do, to play the pass or, or put a foot in and, and make a tackle. And they were sort of caught out of position or 
caught on the ball in, in bad areas at, at one or two different times. And but I'm not sure exactly why that is. I don't know how intense that the sessions have been. I know in a normal preseason, Liverpool will have two sessions every day, sometimes three sessions, you know, even on a match day. I'm not sure whether they did that today because it's obviously a slightly different situation. But, you know, normally Liverpool would have trained during preseason in the morning, played a game in the afternoon, that sort of thing. So you do sort of see these things from time to time. As I say, not too sure whether that is the case at the moment, just because the players' fitness levels will be higher than normal at this moment in time, just because the the break between seasons hasn't been quite so long. So, you know, whether that is an excuse for those two players and, and the rest of them as well today, I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's not something to be too concerned about because, you know, this time last year, Liverpool fans were in a similar position. There was a few different worries going into the season. You think of the defeat in the, the community shield and then look how many games did they win on the trot going into that start of, of the new season. It wasn't an issue at all. So, yeah, as I say, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think that the time to be worried is once the competitive fixtures start, the season settles down and, and Liverpool get into their rhythm. I'm sure they'll be back to their usual levels by that time. Yeah, well, Ryan Evans has got in touch with us. He's quite worried whether we'll start the new season how we started last season or not. The ending of the season wasn't too good, of course, the uh, end of last season once Project Restart got underway and says uh, new start, new motivation. Well, we'll have to see. One thing I picked out during the course of the, the game, Matt, that we did watch together was Liverpool implementing that high line that they really brought in last season and Virgil van Dijk very uncharacteristically getting caught out a couple of times but was let off the hook I suppose by the assistant referee raising his flag on a couple of occasions yeah we know it's a high risk high reward strategy for Liverpool on one or two occasions they did get it wrong and unfortunately the assistant got it wrong as well but yeah it's a strategy that Liverpool have done successfully now for, for two or three seasons particularly that very very high line and you can do that when Van Dijk and, and Gomez are at their best you know we, we do see Liverpool get caught out one or two times I think you know, during the season last season, there was a little bit of a misconception that they were a little bit vulnerable just because, you know, quite often the offside flag wouldn't go up because of VAR. They would keep that flag down, even though the player was quite obviously offside. So I think normally it's not a massive issue for Liverpool. They are very, very good at that. Van Dijk and Gomez are both very quick when they need to be. I know today was was slightly different, but as I say, there was a, a little bit of an off day from the midfield as well. I think that ties into it. Obviously, you can only have a a high defence once the whole team has pushed forward. And it's sort of that defensive unit, if you like, right from Firmino at the top. He, again, wasn't particularly brilliant today. It's it's sort of a, a collective thing as, as much as anything. So, yeah, on the day, Liverpool did get away with it a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were a lot better and a lot more used to playing that high line once the competitive season begins again. Yeah, a few people getting in touch about the defensive issues today. Ian McSherry says, got a taste of our own medicine getting pressed first half and looked very uncomfortable. Virgil van Dijk did have to go off during the course of the game. Of course, we're yet to hear from Jurgen Klopp, but just imagining, Matt, that that one was precautionary more than anything. Of course, he took that bang to the head, but you'd imagine that the plans were already going to be to replace him around the hour mark as it was. Yeah, I would think so. Again, it's uh, not too much of a worry. I don't think it was... uh... A nasty little cut. I think he just banged his head against one of the, the defender's elbows from Salzburg. So it's not one that you like to see. And I'm sure it was a little bit painful for him. But it's it's one of those where I think, you know, even if he needed a couple of stitches, he should be OK, I think, for, for the weekend. But uh, yeah, as you say, I think he would have probably been taken off around that time anyway, just with the game at the weekend in mind. You know, we saw 
plenty of, of changes, certainly the last few minutes. I think, what was it, five or six substitutes came on at the same time for Liverpool. So he wouldn't have played the full 90 minutes at this stage of, of pre-season anyway. Um, as you say, a, a precaution, I think, more than anything. And yeah, look, he's a, a big, strong defender. He's not going to be put off and I'm sure he will be back in the starting lineup. I, I might be proven wrong and might be made to look very silly here, but I would be very, very shocked if he wasn't in the team at the weekend. Yeah, just final point before we round things off and looking ahead to the weekend. Looks looks again as though Liverpool will be without Jordan Henderson for that match. He was in the crowd watching on and you do get that feeling today, perhaps with that rustiness of what Jordan Henderson brings to the team rather than just his own personal performance. But the lack of complacency he allows to set in and maybe Liverpool perhaps will miss that whilst he's still on the sidelines. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily complacency. I just think it's that tempo within matches. It's, you know, him dictating the play and, and sort of making sure that everyone's doing the jobs and, and is keeping concentrated. I don't think Liverpool are going to have a big issue with complacency heading into next season. They know how much of a challenge it's going to be from the, certainly Manchester City, but Chelsea and, and Manchester United as well, I would imagine. You know, I, I don't think complacency is ever going to be an issue for this Liverpool team. I don't think they've been at the top level for long enough for, for that to be a problem just yet. But yeah, certainly Jordan Henderson, I don't think, would have uh, would have accepted, shall we say, the, the standards that Liverpool were at in the first 20 or so minutes. I think certainly he would have been barking orders. We've seen, obviously, whilst there's been no fans inside the stadium, I know there was around a thousand or so in there today, but uh, you know, we've seen just how vocal Jordan Henderson can be. And that is his job. His role as, as captain is to, to make sure that those orders are, are barked out. And he is very, very good at that. So, yeah, look, we know how much of a, an influence and, and a leader that Jordan Henderson is for Liverpool. But I think just as much his ability on the ball and his ability to dictate the tempo of a, a game would have been really influential, particularly against a team like Salzburg. You know, we had the, the comment before about how high they were pressing and, and that sort of thing. I think, you know, Jordan Henderson would have been well, he, he pretty much always is a, a certainty to be in the Liverpool team, but he certainly would have been in there today, I think, had that been a, a competitive game that he was fit for. So, yeah, a, another little reminder, I suppose, that, that Jordan Henderson is a, a, a key component of, of this Liverpool team. But, yeah, hopefully he's not out for, for too long and, and hopefully he can be uh, back sooner rather than later. Yeah, hopefully that is the case. And All steam ahead to Wembley on Saturday then for the Community Shield with Arsenal. In the meantime, here on the Blood Red channel, of course, we'll have the likes of Analyzing Anfield and the Blood Red podcast to come on Friday as we will hear our panel's selections ahead of the game. Could Rian Brewster start that one ahead of Roberto Firmino? Well, he's put himself in as good a position as he could hope to. Three goals in his two pre-season outings, including a brace today, which has seen Liverpool come back from 2-0 down away to Red Bull Salzburg to take a draw in Austria. There's more to come on the Blood Red channel, as there is across on the Liverpool Echo website. Expert opinion post-match from the likes of Ian Doyle and Paul Gorst over there. Do check it out. But from Matt Addison and myself, Guy Clark, thanks for your time and company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.